Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery services and repairs. Fabian has been serving Central and Northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the Southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to the market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207-793-2044 or visit fabianoil.com. In this episode, we'll be talking with Jackie Lindstedt from Jacks and Bard. Jackie Jacks Lindstedt, a seasoned footwear professional and entrepreneur, launched her own label, Jackson Bard, in 2014. Created to solve her own footwear needs, Jackson Bard provides footwear solutions that offer a custom fit, comfort, and effortless style. Her designs combine historical techniques with modern influences and responsibly curated materials, which set her styles apart in the current comfort category. Jackson Bard footwear is designed for women who desire options that help them look and feel their best all day long. Welcome to the show, Jackie. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Yes. Well, thank you, Todd and Kimberly. It's certainly a pleasure. This is so exciting. I can't tell you how exciting this is for me because I am a shoe girl. Oh, you're a sh- you're a shoe holic. <laughs> yeah, I'm Can a sh- just- yeah shoe holic. So I actually used to have a whole room dedicated to shoes before I well, no, had no, no. my so, first child. So you had. So this is. I'll, I'll share this story briefly because we do. Yeah. We don't want to get to Jackie. We don't want to make this a Kimberly <laughs> show. But I, I do need to show this. When we got married, Kim had so many clothes that I said, "Why don't we make you a walk-in closet?" Because there was going to be no room for me to have my clothes when I moved into the house. <laughs> so there was an entire bedroom that was turned into a walk-in closet, and then in that closet, in that room, <laughs> was a closet, and that closet was for Shoe all of closet. her shoes. That yeah, seems so- totally appropriate to me. Exactly. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. So I- this is super exciting. So you have spent more than 20 years in the fashion industry. How did that prepare and propel you into building your own footwear company? That is so exciting. It is very exciting. And I will tell you, you know, it's certainly it doesn't often feel like 20 years, but I, I, I will tell you, uh, as a Mainer, I've lived here my entire life, and coming out of college, as most recent graduates, you know, panic about getting their first job, right? And mm-hmm. I, my one of my tasks was to interview local companies when I was home and around, and I actually picked up the phone. I've had the phone book. That's when we use phone books. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And we... <laughs> We and I had to call, so I called. I picked up. And I said, "Sebago, I'm going to call Sebago. They're local." And I went in and I was talking to them, and they said, "All right, we're going to hire you." And so that was my first job, really. Wow. So, be and in footwear. So that was just out of necessity, kind of yeah. being thrown into this industry. And I have to tell you, I loved it. It was the perfect combination for me of um, engineering and creative and just all of these things kind of coming together to build a product 
for sale that somebody would actually wear and buy. So mm. time goes on and businesses change and evolve. And I lost my position at Tobago and I kind of took other positions in the industry with other companies, but I've always had a passion for footwear and just, mm. just the details of it. And I loved being so close and in all the interworkings about it. And so all through my, I would say my career, it's sort of touched on these elements of footwear and other companies that maybe not has been so focused on footwear, but other mm-hmm. textiles. And so those experiences sort of helped, um, helped me understand how products were built. It helped me understand the different materials, you know, all of these things that kind of go into building a product mm-hmm. like product development. So that 20 mm-hmm. years spent, you know, understanding all of these things and refining and just learning the industry. And then of course, you know, other things and how to sell mm-hmm. and how to ship and visiting factories kind of brings that together, you know, and as a person and any person who works in, in your job and in industries, you think about yourself and you like to self-reflect and, you know, what's mm-hmm. the next level here? What's, where am I, where am I going after this, you know, and what mm-hmm. is it? And so that, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, that voice started to get a little bit louder inside my mm. head. And, you know, what is it? I've been designing and I have freelanced for many, many years and many companies, you know, it's mm-hmm. been amazing and certainly rewarding, but, you know, it's just like you, you meet all these companies and people and you, you start thinking to myself, gee, well, that person is doing it and that person is doing it. And I, I relate to them quite a bit. And, you know, and you start thinking to yourself, why can't I? Mm, and that's so cool. And it's, yes. And, and, you know, like I said, I think we all kind of go through this. And as that voice was getting a little bit louder, one of my manufacturing partners reached out and said, Jackie, you know, we really like your ideas. We think, you know, you have a good energy and spirit. Why don't you kind of come up with your own line? And that really was sort of the light bulb that really sort of made it real for me. That, wow. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I could do this on my own. And there's a lot of, you know, just as a person in general, in you know, the way I work, there's a lot of self-doubt. You know, you're constantly mm-hmm. revisiting, you know, your works and, and everything. And so there's a lot of those internal issues working. But that really, that that conversation just made it real. And then so literally, like five minutes, I sketched an idea and I sent it off. And two weeks later, I had a prototype and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is Jackson wow. Bard. This is what I want to do. Wow. And it was just sort of going on from there. But even that seven years ago has taken me a, this much time mm-hmm. to sort of refine my shape and refine my mission and my look. And, you know, it, I can't even believe it's been this long, but it really, it finally is getting some traction and this whole category of clogs and comfort and style that are kind of coming together. This just is the perfect time for Jackson yeah. Bard to hit the marketplace. So mm. yeah. So cool. Hope so- I answered that. That's that's fantastic. Tell me how. So, where did you get the name Jackson Bard? Well, Jax is me, and it is actually yep. my life father always called me Jax. So mm-hmm. I thought I had to I had to honor him, and and that was always me. And you know, it is me. It's me designing. Yep. So me is Jax, and Bard is a little bit of a two part reference. One, as I was up late working, a lot of times we had these a couple of Bard owls in the back of my yard that would come out at night. And they would, they had this crazy banter going back and forth, but it was almost like they kept me company. So it was like me and the barred owls <laughs> all, all night long, you know, and it, and it was, and, and I just loved their company. I just felt they kept me going and it was a reason for me to kind of get up and go to work so I could hear them. But then 
it is also the second part of that is bard, you know, even though it is spelt differently from the bard owl, bard is actually a poet. And, you know, I like to sort of think of myself as the poet of footwear design, kind of. That is so cool. Taking a different approach to design anyway on that front. So that I love that. I love it. I love the name. It's such a cool name. I love it. And it it fits in with what Kim always says is one of the things why you say you love shoes so much is that they're art to you. Yeah, it's it's, it's a work of art. There's so much that goes into it. Mm. There's a story behind everyone. Yes. Yes. So a quick follow-up question, and and not to turn this into a therapy session, but the whole self-doubt piece. Yes. What what are some what are some techniques that you have? Do you got to kind of go back to that those first memories of overcoming that self-doubt? Is there something that you you a trick that you have for that, or do you just suffer like the rest of us? (laughs) Yeah, because we all do deal with that. (laughs) There's it's true, and I don't think it really ever goes away. It's something that as you grow, you sort of accept that as part of you. But also, there's two things that I always say to myself when I'm at a point of like a paralysis where I feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next. That kind Mm -hmm. of moment. Two things. One, I always take a a little high level look and I look around and I say, these people doing it, these people doing it, they aren't any different than me. Mm. There isn't Mm -hmm. any reason why I can't do what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. aside from whatever pedigree or whatever background you have, I really believe we all have the ability to reach those goals. You know, you just, Absolutely. you have to kind of accept that we're all people, we're all humans, we're all, you know, in this together. And that's, that has oftentimes brought my anxiety down a whole lot. And then mm-hmm. the second part of this, and it's a little lighthearted, but I, I do sort of like the Tim Gunn approach and everything, when I get in another point of an impediment, I think of work with what you've got. That was his mm-hmm. quote, mm-hmm. work it. And, you know, use the resources you have around you. Those, that's where mm-hmm. you find your opportunity, your niche, your voice, and things that sort of build your own brand. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to take notes on that when I'm when I'm going back and editing. I'm going to be writing notes <laughs> instead of editing. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so the the real next question that I had was, uh, what experiences in working for and with other people and companies have helped prepare you for where you are now? Certainly, and and this is probably a really a big one. And and because I have freelanced most of my career, I have worked with a lot of companies, probably more than most. And so you see a lot of different personalities and how businesses are run. You kind of get a peek at the interworkings of how things kind of are. So that is sort of like, oh, that's how it's done. And you think to myself, oh my gosh, I wouldn't do that. Or, you know, those moments. But people, and what you have to sort of kind of understand is, is, you know, what are you bringing to the table? You know, Mm. what solutions are you offering? And Mm. not kind of going in it with, a superhero approach, but more like a collaborative, like helping these organizations realize they have it sort of within them. And you're just sort of help the resource to help put it together, you know, Mm -hmm. to help them build their, their story. And that's the part I think is a huge learning, you know, what is it that you're bringing to the table and how you're going to help these companies solve and reach their goals without it really being about you. And so you want it to be about them. And that is sort of the message. And then I, when I flipped it around, that is how I want Jackson Bard to work. And, you know, and, you know, what is the message? How, how are we here and what problems are we solving and who can help us solve these problems? Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's so huge as an entrepreneur, just oh, like yes. you said, collaboration mm. is, it'll get you farther than anything. I mean, it if is. you can collaborate with people and people that are smarter than you and, and and also you have that ability to bring those people up that might need your wisdom so you're that's right you know you're you're collaborating with um you know all sorts of people and working yeah. together and there's so much power in that and there's there's so much for me there's joy in that mm. it is so fulfilling mm. and i will tell you those relationships have helped guide me and help me get to where i am today because you know it, it is really how People remember how you make them feel. It's always in the back of my mind. I want people who interact with me to feel good, and I want them to feel good wearing my shoes. And so those experiences kind of helped me shape what I want people to get from me, working with me and wearing Jackson Bard shoes. Mm, That's Mm. so cool. Thank you. I always had, um, I remember a pastor saying, if you have a dream, you need to build a team. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you have a dream, it's so important to build, uh, to build a team. And that's, it that's is. huge because that's going to propel you so much further than you could, than you could by yourself. So it's just, it's awesome. You have to build, you have to build your team and surround yourself with those people around you. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie joy about she, she was like this QVC superstar. Oh, I don't think no. I have. Now I don't want to watch it, though. It's, <laughs> it's a really good story. Well, she had her best friend, Jackie. And I say, mm-hmm. everybody needs a Jackie. And it's just a coincidence mm-hmm. that she has the same name. But you need those people in your life that are going to be your biggest cheerleader. You need those mm-hmm. people, you know, and, and yes, your family are certainly, they are those people too. But, you know, you've got to have a couple of those good friends that just say, you've got this and, you know, and, and just sort of pick you up when you're a puddle off the floor and kind of yes. dust you off and, and get you back out there. So absolutely. Keep those people close. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jackie, how has COVID changed your business model and how Boy. have you tried to, to really leverage that to your advantage? Cause mm-hmm. I imagine you, there's got to have been some changes through COVID. <laughs> well, there was a huge meltdown in my office last spring about this time because we were actually getting ready to launch our biggest and first ever Kickstarter campaign. We had very lofty goals and we had footage and film and media, all these things in place. And then it was just the switch went out, the light went out. We, we wow. had to pull it all out and, uh, you know, shut it all down. And that was heartbreaking because we had spent mm-hmm. almost a year building it and, you know, and I had to regroup. I had to think. And while I was, regrouping my my version of Jackie my girlfriend Karen helped me and what we ended up doing to sort of reconnect with ourselves and help us get through this part we turned my office into a food bank for the elderly um, neighborhood that is right where I live here and so we sort of adopted this little elderly neighborhood to help you know show the show the community that you know we all are in this together and you know Mm. while I'm not selling shoes I'm helping those that are around me that I care about and you know and the whole community kind of came together and we, we, we talked about it. We, we put it on Facebook and, you know, and that sort of helped us build sort of an inner confidence that the world still has to go on, mm. even though you aren't really doing what you thought you would do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that was certainly, and, and it was certainly fulfilling. So that sort of helped heal the heartbreak of not having my Kickstarter campaign go off. And then once spring started to come around and we started to have a little bit of confidence to, you know, kind of get out, go to the grocery store and and people were kind of 
figuring out how to work remote that's when I was talking to some of my colleagues and we were like how do we how do we stay connected you know what is it how do we how are we going to sell shoes we're certainly not going to a trade show we aren't mm-hmm. we aren't doing any of those we aren't going to visit we aren't traveling so what are we doing we're having right. zoom calls the whole world turned to zoom and so a couple of you know my friends and I were talking and one of them she's like yep yeah, I'm gonna call and I'm and I can't say this company's name yet but and see if we can't get you in there and talk to them about it. And so that was one aspect. And at the same time, that conversation was happening. I said, you know what, what if we just scaled back this Kickstarter campaign and did a soft launch, a small, and let's just take a pulse and see what people are feeling out there. And mm-hmm. let's talk about it and, and, and just shorten it up. And within 30 days, I will tell you, people want to see you succeed. I had mm. not one negative comment people you know not one person questioning what i was doing it was all so supportive and customers were so impressed and interested and wanted more so our kickstarter campaign was a success and then we started to have these zoom calls with people that i never had were able to get a call into it it was always like the door was shut i can't tell you how many times the door was shut in my face Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're having Zoom meetings with all of these retailers and, and buy shoe buyers. Wow. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, this is wow. like the best thing. I've, I've never been able to have this sort of an audience before. And, wow. and having that and not have to pack up my shoes in a suitcase and kind of go into a, an office that didn't feel like my space. I was able to have my space and have my things here. And it felt like just like you and I are talking right now. But visually, and I could hold up things and, you know, we could talk and I could ship things ahead of time to these people and we could engage together. So that was sort of how I connected and found some opportunities that I never had before. That's so cool. And so, yes. And so it has transformed again, you know, like we were talking about it. Well, it did shut down a lot of the way that we were used to working. And in, in some ways, I'm sort of glad that that happened because it wasn't always working well. And Mm -hmm. this just kind of helped revamp this whole way of working and interacting with people that they were Mm -hmm. much more open. I think people were much more sensitive, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to use that word, but just, you know, like, yeah, everybody's struggling. So let's listen to their story. How can we make these new connections and how does that help us? in the long run. And, you know, so it, it takes a person to sort of help figure out how, like I was going back to how things make you feel and, you know, these stories of positivity. Mm-hmm. And that's what we started to focus on. And then while we were doing that, we were focusing on, you know, started to refocus on how Jackson Bard shoes are built and which they always were built on the idea. They are sort of built out of necessity. And for me, especially because I have, and Kim, I think you can relate to this, my feet swell during the day, if mm-hmm. I'm sitting too long mm-hmm. or if I'm traveling from, from mm-hmm. one, from morning to night, they could be a totally different size, you know, right. and my toe joints aches. And, and, you know, and I think people in general have a lot of foot issues. They never really talk about or they don't want to talk about. And mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, you have to have this sort of aesthetic shoe that I was didn't, I just never really found anything in the marketplace that I liked that mm. felt good that I could wear all day. And that was how I had a, a little bit more of a, a mindfulness to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's I want to bring to the table. And so the shoes, and it's taking me a, a very long time to get to this point, but my signature shoe, the Libby Hill style, is sort of 
the cross-pollination of sort of old clog-making techniques, but married with this new fly-knit technology that a lot of the sneakers use. And there's some, some really cool brands out there that are using it, and a lot of people are now, but putting it on a wooden sole. And clogs mm. are, if you don't know, they're, they're, mo- they're, they're cult-like. People who wear clogs love clogs. And <laughs> And they just are, they are comfortable because they have a rigid bottom. And a lot of people don't know this, that a rigid bottom sole, you know, it's not like going to physical therapy for all your other joints, but with feet, the more that the shoes flex, the more your feet ache at the end of the day. And having a rigid bottom sole that helps reduce the amount of flex in your toe joints helps keep them happy at the end of the day. And so that's the whole premise of of a rigid bottom Footwear is that this 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 gently contour con, excuse me contoured wood sole helps just sort of keep things in place. Combine that mm-hmm. with an upper that stretches and molds to your foot. Just mm-hmm. it just it gives it like I say a hug. It's like your best friend. It's the it's the Jackie for your feet. She's gonna mm-hmm. help you get through your day. And at the end of the day, when people say, "Oh, I don't wear clogs," and then we're having conversations like this, I said, "Just try it on." And people are like, it is so lightweight. I can't even believe this. Yeah. And you wear it around. I wear mine around the kitchen sometimes. I feel like I forget that I have them on my feet. And that's exactly what I want women to feel like. I forget that they're on my feet. Yeah, they're so cool. It's just, it really is such a unique approach to to fit into mm-hmm. style because I mean, you did send them to me and they are super comfortable, like you said, super light. And and it's, they're very, it brings me back to when I was younger, there, there's that nostalgia piece. Yes. I remember my mom buying, you know, buying me those wooden clog, you know, Dr. Scholl's as a kid. And, you know, I just felt so grown up. Yes. Um, and so yours just, it reminds me of that and that just the quality of it too. And so- well, it they're super comfortable, uh, super lightweight, and they're just they're perfect for, you know they're they're going to be a perfect summer summer you know so um, summer sandal for people and super stylish too. I mean you Thank have you. all sorts of colors and yes. um, all sort and some different styles, so they're they're super fun. I re- it is I really fun, like and sh- shoes are fun. I, you know there isn't a woman that I. I haven't spoken with her when I say I don't, when I design shoes, that she doesn't follow in love with me. I, I love the reaction when I tell people that. And shoes are just this way, they just have a way of connecting people. You know, we build our outfits around shoes. Right. I always, you know, we, we just have this fascination about them. And so I, I feel like it is just such a, a, a wonderful time to sort of bring that passion in, but also you know, bring this inclusivity. A lot of shoes today, you know, most people, most brands don't offer extended widths, you know, and they aren't mm-hmm. meant for people with other foot issues. I mean, really, if you have, you know, like bunion issues or high end steps, it's really hard to find shoes mm-hmm. that fit. And that's yeah. why, you know, at Jackson Park, we really try to, you know, make shoes that sort of adjust. There's these built in components that help sort of adapt and mold to every person's unique shape and that needs to be celebrated because yes you know I I don't think this is there isn't a better time right now to celebrate our own uniqueness and sort of bringing in that you know these really are for everybody yeah Mm. fantastic Uh, and and I gotta say I I think this is I mean as as the guy on the podcast (laughs) here (laughs) 
I, I'm going to say I I think this is this is really cool, and I, it's interesting to me because as I've told Kim many times. I think I think ladies get a raw deal in the entire like clothing fashion industry. If if only just because like for guys, inseam waist. You got two numbers, it's measured in inches, bada bing, bada boom, you're done. <laughs> I, I can't buy clothes for Kimberly. Don't even get me started. Because yeah. it's like oh boy. Well, I might be a size eight here, but I'm a size four here. I might be a size ten. I'm like, I can't. I my head hurts. <laughs> I, I I can't figure that. But but then with the shoes, like I have, and this has been a long time. I see like the shoes that that women like wear, and and I see the pain that goes into it sometimes. Oh. I'm like, yes, wow, yeah, no, I why 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 did you do that? Yes, we 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 do that. <laughs> and we're done when we get to a certain age. We're done with that. Well, and, and, and here's and here's a here's a great example. So after we after Kim and I had just been married not too long and we were going to go to a show and we were going to go to a show in Portland at at the asylum if for those who still remember the asylum and and she and she dressed up and she was all ready to go and she was mad because we couldn't find parking right by there and that also there wasn't a, a lot of tables at, or a place to sit at asylum and I'm like well it's called asylum I mean you, that's not like a you go to sit and have a little beverage with your little candle on the table kind of place like it's yeah. called asylum yeah. and she's like these aren't these aren't walking shoes these are sitting at a table and looking yes. pretty shoes I was like oh okay yes I wore the wrong shoes I wish you'd let me know that ahead of there's time there's certain shoes but yes <laughs> there's there's sitting shoes and there are walking shoes that, but you know Jack's, Jackson Bard reminds me of a shoe it, it, well they're kind these, of both like they, they look they look great. But yes. It, it sounds all like day. you could actually you can walk, walk in, in them and you can sit in them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Which look they cover all the bases. Why don't more people design shoes like that? Yes. Why, why are they torture devices? Know. Like why? I don't understand it. I don't understand I, why companies it, do that. I, you know, it's so true. I will tell you. Even my mother always was flummoxed by me. Like I just never wore the shoes. She she could wear those heels, and you know, I always looked at them and I, I would try them on. I'm like, these hurt. I'm not wearing it. Yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. I've been a I've a pair of pair of boots. I'm good to go, and and yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm comfy. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I know. So again, before I start talking about you know women's fashion all day, as the least qualified person here too, um, what, what what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in the past year or couple of years? And it, we sort of touched on it earlier. And I think the biggest lesson, and, and I, I see snippets of it in a lot of my um, social media things coming around, but it really, it is persistence. Mm, yes. It, the biggest lesson I think I can take and offer people is to not give up. And mm. when things feel like, like, I mean, certainly we, like this past year, you know, where everything was sort of ripped out, you have to find a way to rebuild. And it might mm-hmm. not be the same way that you originally started, mm-hmm. but and, and persist and adapt to it and just sort of welcome some of those changes to come along. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's so true. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. true. That's this last year, you've, you, we had to oh, do that. Yeah, we did. For sure. We did. And, you know, look at all the connections you had. I mean, these types of conversations, you know, we really, yeah. nobody wants to see anybody fail. Really, Absolutely. we all want to see and bring out the best of everybody. We 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 are their best. We're the happiest. We're the most productive when we feel like we're being, uh, when we're fulfilled, or when we feel like we're offering things or contributing. I mean, that's where I feel like 
we just operate at our highest level. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So let mm-hmm. me ask you this. Um, who, who or what inspires you? Well, you know, that's a very fluid thing for me because uh, inspiration certainly comes from all sorts of places. But there are mm-hmm. there are people that I look to, and this kind of goes back, they aren't any different than me. If I listen to some of the people uh, on my on my following list, like Sarah Blakely, of course, and her message of how she began, you know, you look at, look at how people began as, you know, people that are successful and you start sort of reflecting on yourself on that. So that is one part. And then you, you look at other people who are, are businesses or, you know, people that want to make a difference. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you look to your inner circle, your friends, you know, how do you want your world to be? So you look around and Mm -hmm. you look at, what that is. And then you, you just sort of say, okay, now how can I apply those to me? And you sometimes it's, it takes a lot of time about for me kind of being alone and just sort of reflecting on it. And that to me is sort of where I find my inner inspiration, Mm -hmm. just sort of Mm -hmm. taking all of those messages inside and, and then sort of working and sorting it out. And that's oftentimes where I find where I am the most creative when I'm kind of quiet. Mm, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of the, the last question that we usually like to go to, because it it's right in the title of the podcast. Uh, we, are, we are a Maine-based company, and we are interested in all things Maine. Uh, what is your favorite part of living in Maine? My favorite part about living in Maine, and, and by the way, the only time I wasn't living in Maine was when I was in college. So I've lived here my whole life, and what I love about Maine is probably what a lot of people don't, and it's just that we are we're just sort of this little, I feel like this little protected little place up in the Northern part of the States where, you know, not everybody likes to go to and it can be extreme at times, but that's what I love about it. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. ever changing seasons Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, the ability, I feel like we're so lucky if we can live here and make it work because we have the oceans, we have the lakes, we have this incredible uh, environment where we can look and be in nature and, a lot of it can be seemingly untouched compared to the rest of the world. And that, to me, is so valuable. Mm, true. When I think about my shoes being made of wood, I mean, that really just sort of brings it kind of back full circle and, and you know, in our rich heritage. And I always look to history, too. I think our history is kind of amazing. And it's just a quiet, humble history. It's, mm. it, it is really quite rich. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it here. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackie, thank you for taking time on your day and, and, and taking some time to talk with us. Yes. We really appreciate it. And That's we'll be so sure great. to have uh, links to your website and to social media and all those things. As this episode goes live, you can go to Jackie's website and you can order any of her Libby Hill signature line shoes with more to be coming surely in the future. Well, that's all great. Thank you so much again for, for yes. talking with us. And we really appreciate it and have a fantastic day. Yes. And we wish you great success in your Absolutely. business. We wish you great success. People, get out there and buy Jackie shoes they're fantastic thank you everybody thank you so much Kimberly and Todd yes thank you be Jackie's Jackie be Jackie's Jackie (laughs) (laughs) love it thanks again have a great day Jackie Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening. 